Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You think you like football? Trent Dilfer doesn't just really like football. He loves football. This is Spider 2 Snag. Not wide, not wide banana, the one he likes, but that's Spider 2 Snag, and he knows what I'm talking about by using Anquan Bolton as the fullback. Football! Football, yeah! yeah. Football! Football! Yeah. I miss Trent Dilfer as a football color commentator. He loved football. He was all right. Oh. He was I don't right. know, man. He loved football. I think he's really smart. I, was, I, I probably you know what? You know what probably was? When he was still on, I was still in that awful phase of like, oh, I hate Joe Buck because he's Joe Buck, and I don't like Trent Dilfer because he, ne- he never did anything. But like that was that part of me that used to exist that exists still in a lot of other people. I'm in it. I can admit when I was wrong and I can fix things. And I now like Joe Buck, and I probably would give Trent Dilfer a second Do chance. You know but what? I don't like Peyton Manning. I don't like that. Oh, it will not change. I don't. I disagree. Like I think he'd be I, excellent in a booth. Fantastic. Trent Dilfer called immediately. Christian Ponder. He called that he immediately. Yeah, he said this he is a, he's this isn't going to happen. Yeah, when the lights come on, he's going to. But I mean that shuttle. that was because I I think that we all said, "Come on, dude, give this some time." No, Trent Tilfer was exactly correct. It's not been playing fast. They're getting up and snapping the ball. The Vikings are really look at that movement. Those big guys for the Vikings are on skates. <laughs> football, football, yeah, football. <laughs> All right, so welcome into the show, Purple Daily. This is Daily Vikings Entertainment in your podcast and YouTube feed, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, the Scorenorth app, and YouTube. I'm Phil Mackey. Judd Zolged, Declan Goff is producing. He's also hosting a Sunday night version of off-season Vikings Vent Line that was great. Had a bunch of Vikings uh, fans that we've had as regulars throughout the regular season Vikings Vent Line. So check that out and get on the list if you want to participate. But gentlemen, let's have... The discussion about Dalvin Cook here. Let's have a, a potentially could be an uncomfortable discussion, Whoa. but I think it should be. I think it should be an objective discussion about Dalvin Cook's touches the last couple of years. All right. Okay. Okay. This sounds very weird right now. Ominous. Well, 
Is your mind in the gutter when I say Dalvin this touches? Sounds like, it, well, I well, so, you said it's going to be a tough discussion. I mean, it's not it, a it's creepy the, discussion. It's the it's... birds and bees of football or something? <laughs> well, if it's, if it's a tough discussion, then I mean, I need to crack at least a Corona Heart Seltzer. Like, I have to at least go down that route. It's if we're going to have to do that, you See, know? that's why you're on the show, to remind me that <laughs> right? we have sponsors to talk about here. <laughs> because if Dalvin Cook is getting a lot of touches, then I need more Blackberry Lime Corona Heart <laughs> Seltzers to prepare myself to understand why we have to establish more Dalvin Cook if he's already just Dalvin Cook and he's established. He's one of the best damn backs in the league. But you know what? That's a now Clint Kubiak problem. I'm going to let him figure that out. And maybe he can figure it out with a Corona hard seltzer, the only hard seltzer made with pure beach vibes, with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona hard seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona hard seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Heart Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. All right. So Dalvin Cook touched the ball 356 times last year, and he missed a couple of games. So he was on pace to touch the ball probably 400 times, probably over 400 times if he had not missed time. So 356 touches last year, second in the NFL to just Derrick Henry, and 50 more touches than his previous career high the year before. Um, and and when he when he touched the ball 300 times in 2019, that was a huge jump from his first two years that involved injuries and sitting out. So the last couple of years we've seen boom big jump and then another big jump. And I think what I would worry about here and 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 I just don't think you can go into the season and be like, all right, well Dalvin's free of all of his injury risk and you can just give him the ball a million times. I think what I would worry about here is there are so many examples of running backs making a jump in touches or hitting a career high in touches, a big number. I'm not talking like, oh, they got to 200. I mean, like when you hit 350 in today's NFL or 400 in the case of like a Christian McCaffrey a couple years ago, and then boom, you have a major injury problem or you're out for two months because of something. Uh, The obvious example, McCaffrey, other examples, Terrell Davis, Jamal Anderson, those workloads were even more aggressive in the 1990s. But even more recently, Judd, like DeMarco Murray five years ago, all of a sudden, boom, boom, never hear from the guy again. Uh, David Johnson a few years back was everyone's number one pick in fantasy drafts. And then like, all right, boom, big jump in touches. And then he was never the same guy. And now he's just sort of a shell of himself making $14 million. Um, how how worried are you that Dalvin is going to feel the effects of a high usage season in 2020? I hate to say this, but very. Um, he is he is a guy who, who is a big back who who has great moves, but he also can punish guys and is not afraid to do so. And I feel that he is, while an outstanding player at what he does, I think he's a shelf life guy. Like I think there's a certain, as with a ton of players, I think there's a certain amount of touches that he has, and then it's going to not necessarily completely go off the cliff, but it's going to begin to take a toll. Um, and and considering what the Vikings asked him to do in 2020, and he still missed, what, two games? I got to think he's going to miss about four games. And, and I just don't think, but every time that you ask him and basically say, you are our guy, I, we are going to put you in, in a position to be the focal point of what we're doing offensively. I feel that there is a clock ticking there, that it's not like, and next year it's going to, right? And, and next year it's going to come back and be just as good. And then this, and then that. And that's why I think that the smart move would, would be to get a different idea of how you're going to distribute the football 
2021 to use to use Dalvin Cook as effectively as possible. I don't think is to use him up as quickly as possible. And if we go back to uh, Clint Kubiak now runs what Zim wants to to run, which is no pun intended, running the football, and it's the Dalvin show, and Dalvin's going to be great. I think that you are asking for trouble. Yeah, is there a way, and this is where it's just, you know, sometimes running backs are just going to be ticking time bombs regardless of whether you scale back five carries per game. I And that's where I, I have a hard time believing that, like, okay, if Christian McCaffrey, instead of touching the ball, I don't know what his final, I think he touched the ball like 410 times or something in 2019. And then all of a sudden his 2020 is derailed by injuries. What percentage of that derailment is tied directly to him getting to an uncharted touches territory for him versus just bad luck being a football player and a running back? And then, like, if you were to go back and say, all right, all right, we may have gotten a little aggressive with the Christian McCaffrey touches. Let's scale back from 400 and let's keep it at 370. Like, would that have mattered? And in the case of Dalvin, I I go back and forth between – Okay, you could scale back out of fear because he is a guy that tends to miss games here and there and in chunks of seasons. So let's just let's just make sure he's available to us, even if it means using him five times less per game when he could just get injured anyways. Like I'm almost in the camp that says, listen, he's on your team. He's one of your highest paid players. Uh, You know, if you can get 12 to 14 games out of him and live with, you know, missing two to four weeks, I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem with that. I almost say just ride him. I I don't I don't know. Short of just like completely scaling him back into a platoon with Alex Madison, so that you're yeah. cutting his touches in half, and then all of a sudden he's not worth the twelve million dollars anyways. You're paying him. He's in his prime. Mm-hmm. I would just go forward, not recklessly, but I would go forward and just say, listen, dude, we're going to keep giving you the ball. Um, we're going to throw a little bit more because I think strategically we have to do that to score more points. But you're still going to be a workhorse running back for us. So just stay healthy. But you just hit on on what I think is the most important part. And it's where selfishly, I think that there needs to be a change is is what you said, which is we're going to throw the ball more because one, we've got the guys to throw the ball to Jefferson, um, Irv Smith, Thielen, right? And so here. Jalen Waddle. Yeah, who knows? And here, but here's the thing. Here's what, in my opinion, the thought process with Dalvin needs to change and can still make him incredibly effective and dangerous, but can also preserve him and and make my offense uh, potentially more explosive. Dalvin Cook is potentially as much of a threat not touching the football as he is touching it. Like, Ooh, what do we talk the about? The mere existence of Dalvin Cook. What, but what do we talk about all the time? Play action. What is it? I put the ball in your gut. I take it out of your gut, and I throw it down the field. We pretend to use you, yes, but we but don't. That's what, but that's what he should be used for. Like, like we talk about it, but the Vikings, the Vikings seem to default to, but let's really do it. Let's really give them the football. It's like, no, no. It's, it's second and 18. We have two options. We could pretend to give it to the best running back in the NFL and then draw some defenders in <laughs> and, and throw them. a ball. Yes. Or we could just give him the ball and hope he gets five yards and sets up a third and 13, <laughs> yes. I guess. But think about that. Like that, That's why selfishly from a game planning perspective, I, I think that you can that you can have 
uh, Cook, keep him healthy, use him still. But it drives me crazy that that the Vikings and we all talk about the play action threat. The play a, the play action threat means you don't really give him the football. Yeah. Uh, on on play action for a second here, since we're deep in these weeds, since we're we're crawling around in the football weeds football. here. So, uh, Pro Football Focus gives you a ton of play action stats and everything you could ever imagine, like comparing play action versus non play action. And in 2020, Kirk Cousins was the fourth best play action passer in terms of pure passer rating in all of the NFL. Aaron Rodgers had a 138.1 play action passer rating. This is ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers, 21 touchdowns, no interceptions on play action, and a 73% completion percentage for a 138 rating. Just ridiculous. Uh, Deshaun Watson was actually second on this list with a 131.2 passer rating. Also yeah. also would look great in a play action system here Yes, he with would. the Kubiak. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady was third at a 124.4. Kirk Cousins had a 122.3 passer rating on play action. 18 touchdowns, four picks. Almost ten yards per attempt, and I think the 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 next question is, oh, okay, so so Kirk is amazing at play action, right? Well, he was only ninth in attempts. He had fifty fewer play action attempts than Josh Allen but did that's, last and year. That's my very point. So, could you take and of those of those like the the math doesn't work out perfectly because it's possible the Bills played more plays or whatever, but like, could you swap out thirty runs? For 30 play actions, yes. even two a game, right? Like two or three a game. Yes. Runs for play actions. Play to your strength. Throwing the ball play action, something that Kirk does well. And you're also just like, even if it's only, you know, 10 to 15% wear and tear, you're being a little more responsible with Dalvin Cook. Yes. How does that sound? It sounds fantastic. It, and I'm not even, so I'm, I'm not even talking about um, taking Cook snaps and taking them down. I'm talking about he can be out on the damn field all the time. What I'm talking about is if we're going to talk about what makes him a threat and preserve him, the answer is staring you in the face. Yeah. What you just said, statistically, it is time when it comes to Kirk. And I hope that the Kirk stands and us can all agree. It is time to find out what he can do and trust him completely. And if he fails, he fails. But you have the threats around him to be successful, right? But so, and but this is where the Kirk thing drives me crazy, Phil, because it's always, it's always, and this comes from the team, the kid gloves. Mm-hmm. Well, we really like Dalvin more. Why? Like you're paying this quarterback a ton. Uh, Dalvin's a threat. Like the Vikings, th- think about the things offensively that the Vikings give us from a lip service standpoint, right? Play action. They always talk about it. Well, it's a huge threat, but you really don't do it enough. Like you talk about it. You, you think that we're so dumb that we're like, Oh, play action is fantastic. And so is a third and 75 run. (laughs) Like, but seriously, like if you're going to do this, you are paying Kirk far too much to treat him with kid gloves as much as you do. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would lean into play action because you're not going to overhaul the system. It's a Kubiak system. I would lean into play action. I would reduce some of the carries. And, you know, some of this is simple math too, right? When the Vikings run play action, Kirk Cousins averages almost 10 yards per attempt. Yeah. When the Vikings hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook, 
that number gets cut in half. Yes. And obviously it's not as simple as, well, just throw all the time then. Like there has to be the threat of a run, but the threat is there, like you said, because Dalvin Cook is suited up and, and just him being in a uniform is is the threat. Now here's the other part of it. Just in terms of the way that the Vikings are allocating salary cap resources, all right? Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, starting in 2021, starts to uh, he starts to get this new contract poured into his bank account, right? 2021 is not going to be quite like 2021. His base is only 1.5, and his cap hit is 5.1. So they're actually in a decent spot with him. Then his cap hit goes up to 12 million in 2022, and then 14 million in 2023. Um, and then you can you can start to think about getting out of the contract if you want around like 2023. But the next couple of years, he's pretty much locked in. His cap number jumps up to $12 million, et cetera. All right. A couple of listeners sent us this information, a screenshot. I wish I could credit someone, but it's just a screenshot that's floating around. And a couple of our Purple Daily listeners have sent this to, to Declan and I via DMs on Twitter. Okay. Is it reckless? It's not reckless at all. It's actually very interesting. Okay. I'm just going to read this off because I can't pull it up on the screen here. Okay. Because I'm technologically incompetent. So these are. I've always said that. Yep. If I'm technologically incompetent, what does it make you? Why didn't you call me? I could have helped you last night. (laughs) So Super Bowl (laughs) winning leading rusher. So teams that have won the Super Bowl over the last 12 years Mm -hmm. and who their leading rusher was in that game and what their salary has been since 2009. Last year, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl or this year, whatever. Leonard Fournette, $2 million base salary. The Chiefs with Damian Williams, one million dollar base salary. Yep. Now, now some of these teams spent money on like this. You know, in this case, like a running back might have been injured, and this is a backup. So, grain of salt. But Patriots, two thousand eighteen, Sony Michelle, four hundred eighty thousand dollars. Back to back Eagles, Patriots, uh, Legarrette Blunt, nine hundred thousand, seven hundred sixty thousand. C.J. Anderson with the Broncos, five hundred eighty thousand. Another LeGarrette Blunt, seven hundred thirty thousand. So the lesson here is just sign LeGarrette Blunt. Apparently, yeah, you won a Super Bowl for yeah. less than a million. Uh, Percy Harvin as a wide receiver led the Seahawks in rushing in the Super Bowl in two thousand thirteen. His base salary was like two and a half or three, but that's kind of an outlier. Ray Rice in two thousand twelve at two million. Ahmad Bradshaw one point five. James Starks three hundred thousand. Pierre Thomas four hundred thousand. Moral of the story: In the actual Super Bowl game, the winning team in the last 12 years, has not had a high-profile, highly-paid, and high-cap-hit running back. doesn't mean that you can't necessarily, but when you start to look at the highest-paid running backs in the NFL and how their teams are performing right now, so the teams with the highest-paid running backs in the league right now. Uh, yes. I'm going to list these teams. You tell me how many Super Bowl contenders are in this group, okay? Okay. Cowboys, Panthers, Giants, Broncos, Texans, Vikings, Texans again, because Duke and David Johnson both show up on this list. And they took and the Johnson in, that tra- in the Hopkins trade. And the Titans and, are on and this the list. Titans, yeah. Who are the Broncos paying at running? Who, Who's the Broncos yeah, running back? I've never, they're spending a large amount of salary cap on running backs. I mean, they should probably, you know, give my guy Drew Locke a big payday, but I, I didn't know that they were giving a, a running backs a lot of money. And if they're in the. Oh, Melvin Gordon. Oh, Melvin Gordon. Okay. Yeah. Eight million dollars. Who couldn't get paid by the Chargers? Yep. Because you know what? The Chargers were smart. And so, and now, now starting, uh, Alvin Kamara jumps into this group starting this year. He becomes the second highest paid player in the NFL. Uh, But like the team, in general, the teams that are putting a ton of money into running backs 
are not Super Bowl contenders, unless you think the Titans are Super Bowl contenders. They're a play. They're a they're a very good play, playoff type team. They're not a Super Bowl contender, in my opinion. And 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 I think the reason is twofold. One being that like you're obviously taking resources away. If you're yes. if you're the Cowboys and you're paying Zeke Elliott fifteen million a year, you're taking away from in the trenches. You're taking away from something else that is maybe more. It's more of a foundational thing that you need to win a Super Bowl. Yep. But I think the other thing too is when you're paying a running back that much money, you feel obligated. Well, we need to run the ball more. We need to have a run first scheme. And and in general, if you have a run heavy offense, it's going to limit your upside scoring 30 points in a game because mm-hmm. the math doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You're doing it in four and five yard chunks as opposed to nine yard chunks through the air. So very interesting list. And, and I don't love that the Vikings are part of that, but I also think Dalvin Cook is an amazing player and one of the most explosive guys in the NFL. So Dalvin Cook on a rookie contract, luxury. Awesome. Dalvin Cook making $12 million a year in a run centric offense. I don't know. It's also one position where I think a long-term rich extension is an invitation to positional disaster. And here's why. Look at the Giants. Barkley, right? What happened? He tore his knee. That's a position in which a lot of guys tear knees, right? Just boom. The the second thing is, and, and this will happen to Henry here, I think, fairly soon, the cliff. When you go off that cliff, you don't come back. Like you don't, you don't say, you know what? I need a couple of weeks off, and I'm going to be fine. You're off that cliff, um, Zeke. You're off that cliff, and you're changed. Doesn't mean you're awful, but you're off that cliff. So you are. You can no longer um, make up the difference between your payday now and production. Yeah, or the like the and, third round pick that could just jump in for three hundred. But I mean, think about that, yeah. Phil. Think, how how many positions in this sport? are as susceptible to disaster as that one. Yeah, There's not sure. a lot. It's a tough sport, but there's not a lot of spots where you could basically say um, in two years, you could go from being a star to being just completely yeah. washed. Well, it's one of the, in a violent sport, it's really the only position, and in some cases tight end wide receiver, where you just have no control over how people hit you. That you're going to get the ball 20 times, and all 20 times, not even including the times where you're blocking, right? Yep. All 20 times, you're going to get hit, mm-hmm. and you don't get to dictate where that opposing player hits you. Mm-hmm. If you're an offensive lineman, you could blow a knee out, and someone could fall into your leg, but you have a little bit more control over, like, all right, I'm, I'm going to hand fight this guy. So it's just a higher risk position. Absolutely. And then, you know, I, I know a lot of people think the salary cap is fake, but like, like you can manipulate it and you can push money into the future, but you can't pay top dollar at every position. You've got to make some salary cap sacrifices. The Vikings right now are paying top dollar to a running back. They're paying top dollar to linebackers. They're paying top dollar, at least last year, to two safeties and a quarterback. A quarterback, by the way, that had the fifth, or the 11 or hate him, Kirk Cousins, had the fifth fewest pass attempts or something like that in the league that's, last that's year. That's what I'm saying. you got to take the kick gloves off. And so, you know, where are you paying? Yeah, you can't pay top dollar every position. Where are you paying top dollar yes. to? Um, the Vikings need to really examine that. What is your pri- what is your priority? Is the question not like well you can, you can't do anything? With I got the a Dalvin lot of star players. Right no, no, but but we, we talked about it before he signed it, and we said very very clearly what we said is he's a really good player, and here's why you can't give him a huge contract, and that's the truth. And I would there is no running back who I would reward with a long-term huge contract. You unfortunately are playing the wrong position to get what you want. Like right now, let's say right now. I love Kamara, but I wouldn't give, give him a huge contract. I'll use Joe Thune as an example because 
Joe Thune's still in his prime, and the next contract he signs will be, you know, he's a left guard, probably be like a three, four year guaranteed deal or something. If you could, if you could swap out Dalvin Cook for one of the best left guards in the NFL, I do to it. Fortify your offensive line, and Alex Madison becomes your starting running back, I, and your pass protection's better. I would do it. I and, would do it. And you draft a wide receiver in the first round. Like, I would do it too. Because you know what? Now I, I can have the proper pass protection for my highly paid QB who I expect to thrive. Yeah. Like if I don't, if the whole starting point is, I don't know what he can really do. You got a problem. You got a problem. You've got what you have right now is a collection of really good stat stuffers. But how does it work on game day? Right. And you're right. If you go get a guard and if you can pass protect for Kirk, now you can go to Kirk and say, there's no more excuses here. We are go- We have now put you in the ultimate position to succeed in a passing league. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a conversation. But I that- do think that Dalvin, I do think that you can cut back on Dalvin's actual workload in uh, 2021 and still thrive. Yep. And it might be it might be imperative if you want him to. You'll play out a large portion of that contract to just pump the brakes a little bit on on the touches per game, and maybe it benefits everybody. Golf USA. Golf USA's golf show sale is going on right now. 10,000 golf items discounted to the best prices of the year. Used equipment 50% off. Golf USA has brought their amazing golf show deals back to the store for the biggest sale of the year. Inventory is limited, so get in early for the best selection. Over 10,000 golf items discounted to the best prices of the year. All used equipment 50% off. Don't miss out. Head out right now to Golf USA's golf show sale. Golf USA in Eden Prairie at the corner of Prairie Center and Flying Cloud Drive. Drive. Uh, also, there's some we we got to mix in a little bit of reckless speculation because now there's even there's even more to this Russell Wilson thing in a second. And, and and reckless speculation today is powered by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If you're a business owner and a Purple fan, this is the intersection for you because uh, not only is Federated a great partner of ours here on Purple Daily, but they're a great partner for business owners going back to the early 1900s. They are one of us, and they have been around for a long time, and Federated Mutual Insurance Company recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. Think about how helpful it would be as a business owner for you to have employee training at your fingertips, industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. Find out more about the resources Federated and MyShield can bring to your business at federatedinsurance.com or download the app. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. And boys, Judd sent this note, uh, this note over last night. The latest pro football talk report is that one third of the NFL has called the Seattle Seahawks about Russell Wilson and that the belief is the starting point for any deal is three first round picks. If that's the case, Deshaun Watson could get four first round picks. And as Judd notes in his note, uh, it also backs up my theory that, listen, if teams are calling on Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, who are a level up or two from Kirk, and they're trading for Matt Stafford and Carson Wentz, right, and Jimmy Garoppolo, and you know if they're calling on Sam Darnold, that they're also calling on Kirk Cousins. And by the way, you might say that, like, well, I mean, why would Kirk be available? You know, the Vikings offense was fourth in yards. Why would Russell Wilson be available? Right. Why would Deshaun Watson be available? Well, well, because those guys have sort of voiced some displeasure. But Wilson, but, look, no, no. 
Russell is upset because his O-line doesn't give him proper protection, and that's not something Kirk... Oh, hold on. (laughs) Oh, wait, I'm wrong about that. By the way, what you just brought up, there is a discussion to be had at some point from Kirk's perspective. Like, we all just think, oh, this is a conversation about whether the Vikings want to deal Kirk or not. It's possible Kirk's looking at some of the same stuff saying, guys, listen, I'm an amazing play-action thrower, and I... I threw the ball, you know, the twenty. I had the twenty seventh pass attempts in the NFL. I want, I want Kirk to cook too. Let's say it's accurate that um, that the Vikings have broached the discussion of another restructure and extension with Kirk. Okay, which is very possible. And in, in fact, I, I'd say it's probable. I would say it's likely. Now, let's say that Kirk has said, "No, guys, you know what? I did that last year. I'm cool now." That is 100% him basically saying, if you trade me, I don't care. Like, if you were all in, right? If you were all in here and the company came and said, Phil, we got some problems. We got some problems here. Some short-term. Some short-term problems. Uh, we love you. We love you. We we want you here. But we need to restructure you. But we can't make you do it. And you said, guys, you know what? I'm cool. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. And they're like, we've been talking to iHeart. We might have to trade you. And you're like, oh, guys, I'm good. You do what you have to do. That's this. I heart Mackie. Yeah, that's right. That's this. They changed the name of their company. They want you bad. <laughs> they are trying to get you. But that's this. Like, if he is telling them, I am not restructuring, that's an invitation to say, if you discuss me with other teams, possibly San Francisco, I'm not going to be mad. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're Kirk, I mean, if you're the Vikings, you would love in the short term to lower that cap number. And if you and if you love Kirk. Listen, this is a long-term marriage. We would just love to have you all throughout your 30s. So let's come up with a deal that makes more sense for us in the short term, et cetera, right? Like, you'd broach that conversation. I mean, if you're Kirk and if you really do, as he said to Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk, want to play out the rest of your career in purple, if that's the case, wouldn't you also be willing to make a short-term sacrifice? And it wouldn't even be a sacrifice to your bank account. Right. It's all the same. Like, you're making the same amount of money. It's just being smoothed out in different ways for the future. Right. Those conversations are all happening if they haven't already behind the scenes. And like I told you guys last week, I guarantee you the Vikings have received trade offers for Kirk Cousins. And it'll be interesting if any of them ever get floated out to an Adam Schefter or an Ian Rappaport. And and the only way it would get floated out is if one of the two sides for leverage wanted it out there. Right. Or if another team wanted it out there that, hey, we're. We want to get this thing going. Here's the offer. Let's let's get this thing going out in the public eye. Absolutely. Um, I guarantee you that there's been an offer, and I think it becomes more real if all of a sudden Ian Rappaport says, "Oh yeah, the uh, the Niners called, but the price was too high. The Vikings wanted three first round picks for Kirk Cousins. Like yeah. we, we don't know what the pricing is, but but we've got some framework with the Stafford and the uh, Carson Wentz trades. The key thing to keep in mind now, I think is this. If you don't like this Cousins uh, potential trade speculation and you're just tired of this QB talk, I can't help you right now because I think we're in for basically two to three months of this. When Russell Wilson's name is clearly being floated, like for real, with draft picks attached, this is real. Like these things are... I Teams are making This offers. is not a, a reckless speculation only... Mackie and Judd bit. This is very reckless speculation. This is happening. This is happening, and we can't control it. 
So we are on the train. The only <laughs> Just go qu- with it, man. The only question is, do you want to join the quarterback reckless speculation train? Because, folks, it has left the station. It's a lifestyle. Really. I mean, yes. But, but I mean, we jumped on midstream. Like, it started to I mean, move. Hey, you know, and Dex it. is like, let's go get it. Yeah. Hey, let, we'll, we'll let you on. Here you go. <laughs> Dex is controlling yeah. the gates. What, what is the cab? Yeah. Hey, Mr. Stafford. Hey, Mr. Score North. <laughs> anyway, it's real. It's real to me, damn it. it but it's re- no, it's real. Yep. Russell Wilson's out there. Uh, I, okay, real quick. Would you guys trade three first-round picks for 32-year-old, no. 33-year-old Russell Wilson? I don't think I would. Not at his yeah, yeah, age yeah. And, and salary. Like The Watson oh, thing yeah. that intrigues me is the age. Yeah. His cap's going to be huge. Yeah, I'd rather have Watson than Wilson. Yeah, I think I'm Wilson's willing to do— Wilson's awesome, but— I think I'm willing to do three to four, or talk about three to four first-round picks— for Watson, I don't think I can do God, Wilson now. I love Wilson? Wilson, but I don't think I can do it right now. God, that dude is so thirty-two-ish. He's he just turned thirty-two in November. Okay, yeah, I probably that's tough. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna two the, first the, two first round picks. Uh, might be to, my talk. He won't get traded. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I, I would think at this point, I know that the Texans continue to say we're not trading him. We're trading him. They should keep saying that until someone offers four first round picks. And, yeah. then, and, then and then they should trade. say, Deshaun, we we traded you. <laughs> yep. You're gone. All right, that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. Write that down predictions tomorrow and an accountability session. So uh, so check us out and uh, be sure if you want to be part of the Write That Down segment, you can send a DM to at Phil Mackey or at Dex's Tweets on Twitter, and we'll get you scheduled up. We'll see you guys next time.